This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. All right, Raider Nation, we are back. It is silver and black today. Mo Moten, Murph from Raiders Fan Radio are with you. We are talking about the Raiders moving to one and four on the season with a 30 to 29 loss in Kansas City. Yes, they had a chance at the end of the game. But my question that I want to open up, uh, brought up by our good friend Rossi down in Australia before I went to the break, was... His contention is, hey, look, you look at all these games, the Raiders have been in them towards the end of it within a few points here and there. I argue that that is true, but that they don't always tell the story because the Raiders uh, in many of these games went into funks, including on offense like they did again tonight, where they couldn't get the ball to their best players, they didn't have their best players, and they were unable to convert again on third down, although they got, they got better towards the end of the game. Um, sometimes you can say that, and but when you watch the games, and guys, again, call me out if you think I'm wrong, and I'll start with you on this one, Merv. But I've, you know, we watch all the Raider games, and I watch them three or four times, okay, after the game is over, before Mo and, Mo and I do our Tuesday show usually. And I look at those games, and it's not – I don't get the feeling uh, objectively that when I watch them again that I say, man, that was so close. This team is not that far away. I agree with you. They have talent. I'm not saying they don't. They have the talent to win. But I don't necessarily look at the games the same and say, boy, man, they're so close. It's just it's going to break any minute. You know what I mean? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I do. Sadly, but, but he, it does. It feels like it's a long ways away. But tonight was different. And, 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 mm. and so that's okay. where I would push back is that I feel I felt like tonight was different. And I think but like jumping out to that to that 17 nothing uh, lead, although we went, would we give up like 20? We got outscored 23 to three or whatever it was after that. But like, but that's what like definitively, like that's something we haven't done like in recent history. We haven't, I mean, I know we won the one COVID game and at Arrowhead and drove the bus around the stadium and all that crap. But like, what's, what's Derek, like one of nine now uh, yeah. at Arrowhead. Well, and I mean, so like, I mean, historically it's not been great. So to go into Arrowhead, to go into arguably one of the, you know, the best teams in the NFL, uh, the, our, our arch rival, the best team in our division and to go in and to play them as well as we did, like that's encouraging. And we were in that game up until the final second. So, 
I, I think that there's something to be had for that. Here we're going to head into the bye week, and I know it one and four sucks, but we've got the Texans, the Jags, the Saints, and the Colts now on the schedule. I think there's entirely a world where the Raiders go on a four-game run now, and we're mm-hmm. five and four, and all of a sudden the narrative has changed. Like because these are not good football teams that we're getting ready to go play. Um, neither were the Denver Broncos. So I thought I here's what I thought going into this. I thought the Broncos sucked. And so that was a little bit of a freaking like this whole rust thing and all that is so overhyped and whatever. I thought, okay, we kind of got away with one there. We're going to go into the chiefs and we're going to get a 40 burger laid on us. And we're going to lose by 30, but that's not what happened. We played them within a point in their crib. So here's what I think we go on a big run now, Scott. And then again, maybe that's enough to give the Raiders confidence. Maybe we've still got enough runway in the 17 game season to still earn maybe a wild card. I don't know. Maybe that's just the fandom talking to me, my silver and yeah. black heart. But like, I, I think that that's a realistic view though. Well, that's why we I have you on Murph. That's why we have it. And, and hold on for a second, Mo, because uh-huh. I don't disagree. I mean, the Texans come now. Texas have Texas, excuse me. The Texans have as many wins as the Raiders. Yes. They beat the Jaguars, but I'm just saying, they, they they and they have a tie, so their record is technically <laughs> better than the Raiders. But I do think the Raiders win that Number game. I really do. <laughs> That's right. Number one pick. No, no, Raider fans don't want that again. Mo, go ahead and so go with go with your point. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, I'll push back a little bit. Scott and every they could have won every one of these games. Even the Chargers game, they had it. They had the possession. They had the last possession. They could have well, won. I, I, I could have won. Drive, I could have won the lottery every week the last year, but, but I didn't. But but Scott, your point is saying that the Raiders may be far away, and they're not. I'm they're not, not saying they're far away. They, I'm they, saying they, they can't they, they, execute they, to win. They they can. They just don't do it in critical moments. <laughs> yes, that is the problem. Exactly. And, that's, and that's, they can. They have. They have the pieces. They have yes. the offense. They have half of a defense for 30 minutes, <laughs> but they just, for, I'm going to sound like a broken record, but they just don't do it for a full game. In every one of these games, they had a chance to win. Even the Titans game had a chance to tie it up. They didn't get the two point, but if they tie that game and go into overtime, the Titans had gone flat in the second half of that, of that contest. But the Raiders well, had a chance and they did, they, they blew it. And yes. my point, but really quick, my point is they have the pieces Okay. They just don't have the continuity from start to finish. That's my point. Well, and I'm more, here's what I'm worried. And I don't disagree with you, Mo. I, I you know, I kid and I, I chide Raider fans uh, with my objectivity sometimes because they get so emotional as Murph knows. But at the same time, I, I don't, I don't disagree with anything you guys are saying. I guess for me in the objective point of view, it's just incredibly disappointing that they're unable to finish, that they're unable to put to f- four oh. quarters together. And then you see, at the end of the game, it, you know, this locker room I'm concerned about because Devontae Adams going off the field tonight basically shoves a camera person just doing their job out of the way, knocks him to the ground. If you've seen the video, you guys might not have seen it yet, but that's not good. I mean, this is look, he's a competitor. He's one of the best in the league. The guy is amazing. But when you start to see that kind of stuff, that's not how a team to me that's just a little bit away and they're losing tough games is frustrating. I get it. I totally get it. But I don't see a team that's pretty close doing things like that. But that's this Raider life. Like, that's what happens to us. Like, like we, we have these amazing moments. And then, like, yeah, and then, uh, you know, Devontae and Renfro go all Lewis Murphy and Johnny Lee Higgins and run into each other on the final play. <laughs> 
Like yeah. that's, but that's what this Raider thing is. And look, Devontae may have been a Raider fan, but he hadn't been a Raider. He'd been a Packer and he's not running into Jordy Nelson, but guess what? You know, when you're a Raider, that's the kind of stuff that happens. Unfortunately, here's what I think though, that is that like, you know, I, I I'm going to, I don't even think like, I know this, that I, I'm going to trust this. This is a different version of the Raiders. I, I mm. got to trust it. And I've said that a million times and I'm not talking about like, Hey, we got Justin Tuck. Watch this. <laughs> I'm talking about like we've got genuine talent on this team that's in the prime of their careers. We've we've established the core of this team. We barely had a preseason. They were uh, if, looks, and this was a basically a Chiefs home broadcast. Thanks, Joe Buck. <laughs> but ba- but for, but there was a few things that were that were uh, you know sprinkled in there that were realistic. And one of those things was that the Raiders didn't have a preseason. The NFL basically doesn't have a preseason at all. You're installing mm-hmm. a brand new offense. You're installing a brand new defense. You've got an entirely brand new from top to bottom, but you've got this core group of players now, and it's just going to take a little bit of time. And so while we all would have liked for the Raiders to have won these games early on, surprisingly, like, and, and I'm famous for early on in the season, especially on a one and four season saying, Thank you, Raiders, for relieving me of the burden of expectation for the rest of the year. <laughs> I'll just go back to enjoying my chicken wings on Sunday and not yeah. worrying about what the outcome of the game is. But I really do think that there's a freaking again, there's a world where this team is five and four in a handful of or in, in a month, and we're our conversation is completely different. Now, if we mm. dump one to the Texans, if we dump one to the Jaguars, if we something like that happens. Then I'm then I'm out. Then I'm tapped out. Like not in, in a way that I'm not gonna I'm gonna never stop being a fan. But again, I'm not gonna like worry about like oh we're gonna you know we're gonna be in the mix in some sort of sense or whatever. No, nah, it's all right. I'm just gonna enjoy the game and enjoy my family. <laughs> so, I, so so I'm gonna ask you, Mo. Then what what for, and 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 Murph brought it up, which is relieving him of these lofty expectations, right? So to me, even Mark Davis said, look, we made we were a playoff team last year. We need to make the playoffs this year and win, right? So now you're sitting at one and four all you hear all the statistics and i know i'm usually the harbinger of death bringing the statistics to the show i'm not going to do it this time it's not it's a it's a far it's a big uphill battle right mo but at the same time to, to murph's point this team could very easily go on a four win run but fans are not going to see it that way they're blowing up the chat there's fire everybody tear down Allegiant, build it again. I mean, you know, it's going to be a tough week because it's a bye week too, which makes it terrible. Losing into a bye week for fans, I get it. It's miserable. Uh, but looking at expectations, Mo, what, what is a fair expectation of this team at knowing how they've played, to your point, at one and four going the rest of the season? Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. I'm going to start off by saying, again, there are no moral victories. Zero. You either win, win the game or you lose the game. Right. Mm-hmm. But I'm still not moving off my 10 and 7 prediction for the points that Murph made. I'm going to read something to you just really quick. The Raiders schedule after the bye week Texans, Saints, Jaguars, Colts, Broncos, Seahawks. Mm-hmm. When you look at those, when you listen to those teams, are there any teams that you think, man, the Raiders can't beat them? The Raiders have a better offense than all of those teams, including the great Geno Smith and his Seahawks. 
The Rays have a better offense than all of those teams. They should be able to outscore those teams. Now, if they can win four, four or five out of six of those games, they're back in the mix. Again, I'm not trying to pour sugar on a, on a, on a loss, but right. I'm coming out of the bye thinking the Raiders can still win four or five out of six of those games and go on, on go and run after the bye. I'm still not dumping the Raiders. I still say 10 and seven is still a realistic expectation for this team. Yeah, you've you've stayed with that prediction. Uh, I think I had them winning eleven. I don't see them winning eleven, but I yeah, I could get on board. Yeah, I could I could get on board with ten, and and I don't know if ten makes the playoffs or not. That's that's the key. We don't know with the way this AFC is going. Some of the teams we thought we were going to be good. The Raiders aren't the only team that's disappointed. I mean, not only the Broncos, which I know Raider fans knew they were going to be terrible, but the rest of the world thought they were going to be good because because they thought Russ was going to be cooking, and instead he's not. He's eating frozen popsicles in the back of seat. Um, but when Scott, you really at, quick, yeah, I'm sorry, I, I don't mean to cut you off, but the That's AFC okay. West isn't the AFC West isn't as good as we thought it was. No, Chargers, not even close. The Chargers are kind of up and down. The Broncos are the disappointing. Chiefs aren't that good. The Chiefs, the Chiefs are the crown what of the a shocker. The Chargers were overrated in the offseason. <laughs> if you've heard this one before, oh, right. yes, the, the Dolphins are in the third string quarterback. The AFC South isn't good. The, the, the best team at division are the Titans, they started off 0 and 2. And they can't even score in the second half of games either. So yeah, the AFC yeah. isn't as strong as people thought it was. It's not like the Raiders can't climb back into this and get back in the playoff mix with the schedule that they have. But go ahead, Scott. Sorry to cut you off. No, that's that's okay. I, I, I mean, that's sort of the direction I was going. Just talking about the AFC in general, too, Murph. I mean, not only is the AFC West disappointing. You know, people were coming into the season. This is the best division in football in the last 25 years, right? And it has not panned out that way. The Colts stink, right? I thought the Colts would be good they stink so you look at that schedule and you start to think of that game as a win and you look at some other teams i i bet my own hard-earned money on the falcons and the under on three wins okay so it, it changes throughout yeah it changes throughout the season and 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 what you think going in certainly doesn't come so i think that all benefits the raiders and we're not just here as mo said mo said and i'll say it more more succinctly we're not here to just blow smoke up your ass about the raiders and make you feel good because uh they lost to the chiefs i think this is a, a genuine perception i mean mo mo you as a reporter covering the whole league murph you as a fan with your own show and everything like that i think there's something there it's it's the, the disappointment for me as an observer that made it hard for me to watch the game at points tonight. But I do believe what you're all saying is true, that this team, if they can put it together. But Murph, to your fellow members of Raider Nation, those citizens with the stamp passports who live and die by the silver and black, who are going to have to suffer until a week from Sunday until they see their team again, what do you tell them now when they want to throw everybody overboard and hire a whole new crew again? Yeah, that's 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 rash thinking. And look, we're all in our emotions. We're all in our feelings. And we can, you know, <laughs> we can all, you know, have tears in our beers uh, mm -hmm. right now around the, around this game. But like, you know, was it it was the 76ers, right? That started the whole term. Trust the process. Mm -hmm. And while I, it sounds very cliche. But like that whole idea that like you can take a new philosophy, you can take new personnel, you can take and, and personnel being the front office and the coaching staff, and you can just immediately find success. Like, I think that's a little bit of an overreach. Can that happen? Sure. Are there players and, 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 and organizations and things that find that and have those quick turnarounds? 
Absolutely. Is that the Raiders story right now? No, it's not. And so, and I think the more common story is you have to build into something. We're seeing Brian Dable and the New York Giants uh, having a pretty good season this year so far. Uh, looking like a, a, like a viable playoff contender, especially after beating the Packers. Well, look at what they were last year. Look at what they were the year before. Like it took a little bit of time and that's the more common scenario in the NFL. So like, let's not throw out Dave Ziegler. Let's not throw out Josh. We get like, let's give these, they haven't even had a legit draft yet because they had they trade everything away for Devontae Adams, which is the right move to do. Like, let's let them put some stuff together. I think that they're going to have the same runway. Frankly, here's the thing. I used to say this on our show all the time. You can be all disgruntled all you want, Raider fan, but at the end of the day, Mark Davis is going to own the team. John Gruden is going to be the coach, and Derek Carr is going to be the quarterback. Well, aside from John Gruden firing off illicit emails, that answer would have been, or that story would have been the same. So as of right now, Ziggler's going to be your GM. McDaniel's yeah. going to be your head coach. Mark Davis is going to own a team, and Derek Carr is going to be your quarterback. That's going to be the Raiders' story for the next, I don't know, five-plus years probably. So, Or, or maybe not. I don't know. The quarterback could be questionable, but like, well, let's let it play out. Point being, though, is that, like, this is a thing that's going to build and have runway to it. The answer may not be this year. And although we want the answer to be this year, we want to see the turnaround like we saw the Bengals turned around last year. That's the less common scenario. So we Mm got to let this thing play out. It's going to be at a minimum. We're going to see this thing be a – if we suck for three years, yeah, then we can start firing everybody. (laughs) I doubt that's what's going to happen. Murph, uh, well said. Now, listen, before we let you go, my friend, again, if you haven't followed Murph already uh, on Twitter and also uh, checked out Raiders Fan Radio on YouTube, you're missing out. You got to go subscribe, hit the notifications bell. But also, again, we like to do it every time you're on. Tell them about the One Nation Foundation and the great work you guys are doing there. Ah, thank you very much, Scott. So we appreciate that. And yeah, we uh, once we figured out we could make money with our show, we started our own nonprofit and decided we were going to give all that money away to Raiders-related charities. And uh, so this year we're going to going to attend the Bolitnikoff Foundation uh, annual dinner and look forward to to handing them a big old fat check on behalf of Raider Nation. And so you can check out One Nation Foundation at onenationfoundation.net uh, and anything that you donate there or any of our merch that you buy. If you want to buy one of these DADC shirts, go to RaidersFanRadio.com slash gear. Any of the money that we raise, we give it all away. And uh, and if you can't uh, uh, contribute monetarily, uh, we just invite you to give us a like, give us a thumbs up, give us a subscribe, uh, all that good stuff. And we appreciate your Raider Nation. We love you guys so very, very much. And, and I love both of you guys for for giving us this platform for our dopey little show to you know, <laughs> come on here and, and talk about the Raiders. Can I just say one last thing? Yes, one please, please, thought? please. Uh, Raiders. We will never apologize. Raider Nation, we will never apologize for getting a call. Okay. <laughs> We've been getting screwed oh, yeah. for 50 some odd years. Okay. The tuck rule, the immaculate deception, the index card, the Rob Lytle fumble. I could Derek Carr sliding <laughs> in bounds. I could go on and on. We're never going to apologize for getting a call. So when you put your full body weight on our quarterback and we get the call, meh, okay, we're good. Cause one time yeah. that cost Super Bowl, Tony Saragusa. Rest in peace. <laughs> yeah and and again i i was some some raider fans were arguing with me it was just a bad call i'm not saying it was wasn't called correctly i was just saying it was a bad call and so you could you can say both things and you just did right you said hey i'm not gonna apologize for it nor should the raiders 
Uh, but it seemed to get the Chiefs fired up, and the things seemed to change oh, after that. So that's a whole different baby story. Baby Chiefs fans, they were oh. just doing away, weren't they? But but before you, you know, you call your show Dopey. Your show is awesome. And you, folks, if you go mm-hmm. listen to the show, you can call in and leave voicemail. They play voicemail. You can do chat. You can do super chat there with all the money going to the charity. And it's so much fun jumping in, uh, which I do from time to time, too. So we appreciate it. Murph, as always, my friend, have a great week. And we'll be watching the show, and we'll talk to you next in two weeks, actually. Uh, we're a week and a half when uh, when the Raiders are playing the Texans. Awesome. Thank you, guys. Appreciate you. Love your Raider Nation. Appreciate right. you, there Murph. You, there you go. There's Murph, and uh, we appreciate everything he does uh, for the show here. Uh, we're going to toss it to a quick break, Mo. When we come back, we'll finish out the show, go over some of the other things, including some of the stats, and talk about uh, a little bit more detail. And then we'll be back, uh, of course, on Thursday for our regular show and our Wednesday mailbag we're now going to do on Friday uh, because of the buy. We're going to extend it because you're not going to have any football next weekend. So we want to give you some content going into the weekend. We're going to step aside for our podcast listeners. When we come back here on sport, or excuse me, silver and black today and Odyssey original sports podcast, we will run through the rest of the game and give you our thoughts as we head out after this Monday night football loss, the Raiders lose to the chiefs 30, 29. Don't go anywhere.